Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. This one, a breaking news edition of the BOL Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, joined by site publisher Tim Watts. And typically, when we do the breaking news pods, it involves good recruiting news for the Alabama Crimson Tide. That the case once again on Tuesday afternoon as Tim Watts, Alabama goes big, literally and figuratively, one more time on that offensive line. Yeah, Elijah Pritchett from Columbus, Georgia. Um, Carver High School committed to Alabama today. Big commitment. I mean, big guy. You know, the thing you look with these linemen, there's so many like factors with an offensive lineman. I'm not claiming to be an offensive lineman. Uh, whisper by any means, but I know when you see a big athletic guy, that's usually the kind of guy that's going to get the advantage over anybody else because athletic is going to trump technique from an upside standpoint. You can teach technique. Elijah meets that athleticism. I mean, dude, dancing bear, you know how I love that term and I value it. Dancing bear, there it is, early, quick. This this guy is a dancing bear. He runs uh, down the field. Now, he doesn't have a lot of film out as a senior. Um, so you sort of – what he has out is basically five-star film without doubt, but it's very few clips on it. So I went back and found some some uh, of his clips on some of his teammates' tape to watch just to see which is basically game film. And this guy, he'll chase you 30 yards. I mean, he will chase you down. He's looking for contact. You can still see he's, there's still a little bit of lunge there, um, footwork and stuff like that from a raw technique standpoint he's not as refined as say a you know you know Brockermeyer last year was really 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 refined and you know not a big shot with his dad playing the NFL at the offensive lineman and then you had Latham who had, who had slowly grown into that developmental stage JC Latham who was another big athletic guy who was probably had better technique but athletically this guy's right there with all of them I mean six foot six ish 280 pounds he looks lean he looks like a tight end he looks like a defensive end he carries it so well but he loves to get not just a second level he will chase the play down the field and what i love is he's constantly craving contact he's constantly looking to put uh helmet to pay i'm mean, helmet to pads on on somebody and uh, just active because you know you see a lot of guys who are big just bigger than everybody you see that the old torque move a linebacker runs at him they don't block him they grab them, twist to the side, and throw them because they're bigger than them. This guy's literally seeking out contact to hit you. So very active guy. Don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Athletic, again, like I said. And a really good recruiting win, uh, again, for Charles Kelly, who we talk about on the message board and on the show a lot. The guy's quietly one of the best recruiters in the country. You never really hear his name. think he's kind of quiet. You don't really see him on social media. Old school type of vibe, but he's really good at building relationships, not only with the kids he gets, but even the ones he doesn't get. After the fact, talk about, you know, what a great guy Charles Kelly is. So, you know, big, big win for him. Elijah Pritchett, you touched on so many of the attributes, length also with the arms, with the wingspan. You look at this guy and you think about prototype tackle build in terms of being more along the lines of a say canvas that an offensive line coach can sort of work on throughout a year or two of development. That's what you see. I think also Tim and Elijah Pritchett, you see kids at that position these days, some are six, 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 seven, three fifty, three seventy, even guys like Damian George, Evan Neal. But then you also see guys like Pritchett 
at 280 right now, and you think in a couple of years going the other way with Matt Ray and uh, David Ballou, this guy's at 310, 315, and maintaining that athleticism. You know, we've seen over the course of history, a lot of the best tackles in the NFL were guys that grew into that position, former tight ends at a small school. Chris Samuels was that guy years Absolutely. ago. Those guys are smaller guys, developmental guys. Because, you know, for some guys, it's hard to add weight. For some guys, it's just a matter of finding the right method to gain that weight. With this frame, with this athleticism, I mean, he's going to be – he's going to carry 305 like it's nothing. I mean, he's going to have that – uh, but you're actually absolutely right. Long arms, athletic, great bend, which you can't stress enough. And again, you got you got those guys who physically, you're right, three twenty, three twenty five. They're probably physically able to hold up a little bit better to a defensive pass rush at the moment. But I mean, if you're talking two, three years down the road, um, you know, you want that guy you can sort of mold. You know, that guy. I mean, you know, there's something to be said for the big guy that you have to take weight off of and get him at that fighting shape because there's nothing I love more than a big man that can move. And, uh, you know, like Otis for Alabama right now, that big guy, I watch him, that is a big guy who can move. So I can't imagine what he's going to be, you know, when he's 15, 20, 30 pounds lighter. You know, everybody's like, he's 380. Once he gets to 310, he might never get to 310, but he's going to be hell at 340, I can assure you, because he's a big Big guy that can absolutely move, no doubt about it. Elijah Pritchett, yeah, you look at some of these guys that are in the 280 range maybe in high school and you think, well, are they going to be able to anchor? Uh, I, I look at Elijah Pritchett, look at that junior tape, and this is a guy who seems like he's proportionately built at this stage in his development. In other words, his base, his midsection, uh, you can see all of that maybe coming together quite nicely again in time with Alabama's sports science program. So it is Elijah Pritchett, Alabama's 15th commitment for the 2022 recruiting cycle. Tim, give us a little bit of an overview of how all this played out, because just from following you and Hank South and the coverage that you guys provide us with there at BamaOnline.com, Seemed like Florida State was in a pretty good spot with Elijah. So, Tim, what kind of went into this as far as maybe turning the tide, so to speak, more in the favor of Alabama than, say, FSU and some others? You know, with you know, with Alabama, Alabama's recruitment's a little different, and I covered it a little different because I sort of just let that whole, you know, that, that unfold over the course of time leading into that decision. Now, if a kid doesn't have a decision, it's a little bit harder to really track if he just goes on a visit and busts tides to pop and commit to his coastal heart. But when a kid sets a date, that's really when I, you know, I, my ears perk up and I really start digging a little bit. We've heard Alabama trailing for a lot of guys in the past, early on six months ago and all that Alabama's a closer, you know, they're not having You know, Nick Saban's not texting with all these kids and, you know, when they're juniors and all that stuff like other coaches do, but as it gets down to the wire, when he really gets involved, with a kid, that's when it really gets serious and Alabama makes its best push, whether they get him or not. I think that's what happened here is, again, you mentioned Charles Kelly, who laid the work, groundwork the whole time. I think Alabama was always in it. Florida State was definitely in it. They had four or five visits there, but I don't even really feel they finished second in this thing when all was said and done, having a lot of struggles on the field. I think he liked the program and connected with one of the coaches, but obviously there's a lot more that goes into this. But people close to Pritchard, really had Alabama up there the whole time because they wanted that discipline, that NFL pedigree. They wanted that developmental 
stage and all that. I actually feel like Georgia probably was ahead of Florida State. So, you know, there's a lot of – we see a lot of guys where Alabama's trailing and make this late push. But I really think Alabama just does a good job of timing when to put pressure on these kids or when to call and talk to them. I mean, some coaches will call you – Every day, all day, you know, which is which is crazy for me to think about a head coach calling a recruit all week during the season. But I know that that happens sometimes when they've got games and stuff. So I think Alabama just made that push at the end. Obviously, a lot of things work in Alabama's favor from the NFL draft to the, you know, the the the, the college number one ranking this year, national title last year, the titles in the past and the awards. All that's good. And uh, obviously helps. But I believe once you get Nick Saban really involved, and he's you know he's involved at different stages. But once they decide they really want somebody and put that pressure, I don't know if pressure is the right word. Once they really start that push, then I mean they they've proven tough to beat. You know, there's several, there's a handful of schools you could say Georgia, uh, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama. They do a really good job of you know getting a lot of the guys they want. But Alabama's certainly up there with the best of them. Elijah Pritchett. Alabama's second highest offensive line commitment right now. When you look at that list, Tyler Booker, an offensive tackle from IMG up there with Elijah Pritchett as a high four-star, both considered to be top 100 overall national prospects, according to the 24-7 sports composite rankings, both top 10 players uh, prospects at the offensive tackle spot specifically we're going to take a quick break here on the bama online podcast when we come back we'll talk with tim about what might be up next for this alabama recruiting effort where the class of 2022 is concerned certainly a big weekend in tuscaloosa coming up with the old miss rebels set to pay a visit back with more right after this this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Back with more of a breaking news edition of the Bama Online Podcast as four-star offensive lineman Elijah Pritchett from Columbus, Georgia, makes it known this afternoon that he will sign with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama now with 15 commitments for the 2022 cycle. Three offensive line prospects are in the fold, Tim, so... How much more do you see Doug Marone, Nick Saban, this offensive line maybe looking to add at that spot before we get to December and maybe even into February signing day? You know, I think they're off. I mean, they had such – they're off to a good start. I should finish that, not just off. They're off to a good start, obviously. Had a really good class last year. Booker, I'm a huge fan of. Big guy. Still think he's one of those guys that could to move in the inside. We've seen guys like that. 
move to the interior. He's, he's capable of playing on the edge, but could be better served uh, on the interior of an offensive line. You, you have to love what Elijah brings long-term, probably not a quick fix plug and plug and play kind of guy. guy that's just going to sign and jump right on the field um, right away as a starter, but a guy that you have to like pop potentially starting down the road, you know, Shore here. He's the, he's the mystery man a little bit. Dane Shore from uh, Alpharetta. I don't think he's playing this year. I was told because he moved, he was ruled ineligible, so I don't think he's playing. I don't know how things are going to shake out there right now. I need to dig a little further into that. But there's offensive linemen out there. They're still chasing. I mean, there's guys like Zach Rice. He's a guy that the Alabama staff still messing around with. Devin Campbell, who's a really good player. So they've got guys they're still looking at. But, you know, when you talk about this class top to bottom, head to toe, I mean, it's shaping up. Again, offensively, where they've done so well, when you're adding guys like Emmanuel Henderson, Ty Simpson, offensive linemen to go around him, uh, tight ends, you know, you got to love the tight end situation for Alabama with their commitments right now. So they've got a lot of guys that, uh, you know, that offense just to keep it clicking, you know, guys that seem, you know, make plays. Um, obviously, the defense is always going to have players, too. So there's a lot left on the bone for this class with Alabama. It's probably going to be a little bit smaller class than we're used to seeing, or I believe it will. But, of course, they made the uh, the adjustment. Uh, yeah, they made the yeah. adjustment which makes it – I'm sure everybody was happy to hear about that, um, who has to recruit against Alabama. But, yeah, they adjusted uh, that, so it could be actually a little bit bigger than we thought. So, But, you know, Alabama, you know, knowing Nick Saban, he's usually a step ahead of everything. He's probably figuring that out as he went along, planning on that or that possibility anyway. So, like I said, a lot of meat on the bone for this class. you got to love the way it's shaping up, coming off to what, in my opinion, were back-to-back basically epic classes – on paper, still got to prove it, you know, on film, obviously, but on paper, both back-to-back classes. So you have to like the fact that they're hovering around top five nationally, somewhere in that range with only 15 commitments. Yeah, yeah Hank South doing an outstanding job for us there at BamaOnline.com with a running uh, list of prospects that are expected to be in Tuscaloosa this weekend for the big matchup with Ole Miss. And you mentioned Devin Campbell the five-star interior offensive lineman from Arlington, Texas. Uh, it appears as if he's on the short official visitors list to this point. Javante Barnes, a four-star running back from Vegas, also anticipated to visit officially this weekend. Some other targets. Seems like it'll be a big 2023 weekend as well. Guy by the name of Arch Manning expected in Tuscaloosa for the weekend is uh, his uncle. Well, and his dad, too. Cooper uh, is an Ole Miss guy. So with Ole Miss uh, visiting town, Arch Manning expected to be in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Hank, according to Hank, Kadarius Callaway, a guy who signed with Alabama in the last class, was uh, in Tuscaloosa briefly, has since moved on to East Mississippi. Uh, I guess maybe uh, among the, the unofficial visitors Callaway this weekend. Says, you know, Callaway was the USA you say goodbye and I say hello. Guys. <laughs> I mean, showed up on campus and said, oh, I'm red shirt. No, I'm not. I'm going to go over here. Let, I'll be back. Let me know when y'all need me. Um, right. Wow. Uh, never yeah. say never in recruiting, right? Hey, and I tell people, some of these guys just want to play football. You know, that's last thing Keenan Allen, who I was relatively close with in the cycle, said to me, because, you know, he loved Bama. He loved wanting to go to Alabama. Got all crazy with his brother when they fired the coach, brother from Buffalo, they started, you know, wanting to play together, which is normal for parents. But the last thing he says, he said, man, I love Alabama, but I just want to play ball. That was it. A lot of these guys just want to 
They just want to play football, and they don't really care about the politics. That's why I see it on the message board a lot. But I don't think a lot of these kids, they just want to play. But, you know, I have to admire Callaway. He's like, shoot, text me when you need me. I will be, <laughs> be 45 minutes away. So, he, yeah, it's going to be he said, Yeah, he figured Alabama looks set for now. Nah, maybe next year I'll be back. So you uh, <laughs> yeah, that visitors list, it could grow. I mean, it's a hot game. I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun game. I think a six o'clock game would have really saw a, the visitors list set it off. You know, the two thirty two thirty is still a little bit of a quick turnaround. A lot of kids play um, you know, play late ten, you know, finishing at ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night, getting home by midnight. So, you know, some of these kids would have to be up at eight o'clock, you know, out the door to drive. Um, so that that could limit it a little bit. So, but a big, big weekend, a big, big weekend coming up. But the big news today: Elijah Pritchett, elite offensive tackle prospect from Columbus, Georgia, commits to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Anything else, Tim? Before we get out of here? No, absolutely not. I will see you on Wednesday for another pod. Yeah. We'll be backing this uh, uh, pretty quickly with uh, T. Watts and T.R. on Wednesday on the Bama Online Podcast. But certainly, big news we wanted to get to you today. Thanks, guys. See you on the roundtable. For Tim Watts, Travis Schreier, absolutely. We'll see you at BamaOnline.com. We'll see you on the roundtable, the premium message board of choice for Alabama Crimson Tide fans around the world. For Tim, Travis, thanks again. Talk to you again soon. world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!